pretty sure the mosquitoes like you best mm-hmm. they might like they might like me a little more <laughs> what's that a mic sock yeah, it's a beer sock a beer sock I don't know about that I saw someone in the show that they're working on a sleeve and they it's a Mike Mignola so it's like a there's foliage and then it goes into skulls and then it comes up through the graves and then there's Hellboy. Nice. So they've got all the black and white image done. Very nice. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, that'd be a good tattoo. Alright. <clears throat> Should we do this? Check, yeah. check, check, check. Let's yeah. Let's do that a bunch for like five minutes. Yeah. You know, back in the bad old days going to a lot of concerts and damaging your hearing you had to listen to a lot of people tuning and yeah. checking yes check 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 yeah it's like isn't that what sound check is for isn't that literally what it's for yeah, yeah. yes when i went to uh when i was working behind the scenes at glastonbury um you know you'd be there for the week before it started and uh they they'd use um uh back in black for testing out the oh, okay speakers it goes quiet and then really loud. Yeah, yeah. Alternates. So it, it's got the low end. It's got the high end. Yeah. So it was. It was very nice. You know, work, working on Did this they summer afternoon check, in check, the country check. and back in black blasting out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good place to say, "Hey, listeners, welcome to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast that talks about horror movies and sound checks. Mm-hmm. In a shed at the bottom of a garden." <laughs> And uh, we are going but, but to... what a garden and what a shed. Yeah, it's lovely, really, especially this time of year. We have a pool just outside the window here. Mm-hmm. We should. That was a good suggestion earlier, is that we should do shark episode. Yeah. We could actually record, as long as we, I don't know, put a Ziploc around the recording equipment, we might be able to do this. Well, we just put the mics on the board there. That's true. We'll just have to swim up to them. Yeah. Anywho, uh, we will try not to spoil the recently watched, which is going to be easy for me this week, and we will certainly do some spoiling of our featured attractions, which this week are going to be a variety of vampire comedies. Yes. Comedy, you can't see I'm making air quotes comedies, because some of them... Or vampires. <laughs> yes. To others. Also deserving of air quotes, or air fangs, as In I fact, like to call In fact, my them. movie really deserves care quotes around the whole thing vampire comedy yes <clears throat> so thank you to the moon rays for giving us the intro song creature features at the top of the show it's actually called intro creature features and you want to buy their music get it on itunes get it on amazon say hello to them on facebook where they are the moon dash rays and 
Outside of that, um, Jolene, you want to tell us about Denver Comic Con? You were there today. Yeah, it was uh, day one as we record. Yes, Friday. And, uh, yeah, it was the usual shenanigans of getting in. Mm-hmm. Which um, is hell. Yeah. By shenanigans, you mean standing there for 45 minutes staring? Yeah, and that was just in the press line. Wow. Uh, and then, yeah, and, and you got to witness pro guests being searched. Pro, oh. Pros getting probed. Yeah. Nice. Um, it's a good podcast name. But uh, yeah, I, uh, so today I, I uh, you know ran around and seeing you know artist friends and and uh, getting a look at pro work at you know some portfolios or um, Andy Cooper and um, uh, and uh, I saw James Lou again. I haven't seen him for uh, quite a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know who he is? No, what's he do? Uh, he was in uh, Big Trouble in Little China. He was, he was oh. one of the gang uh, okay. of uh, guys who fight alongside uh, Kurt Russell. Okay. And uh, he was also the stunt coordinator. And, the, and these days he's uh, he does uh, stunt coordination on uh, the Luke Cage series. Oh. I would have no recollection if it weren't for the fact that he has a Funko now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they've got the whole Big Trouble in Little China Funko Pop line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, what we, Funkos don't they have? Uh, Highlander? They don't have Hitler or Manson yet. I'm sure there's a well, Manson. I, I shall mention them briefly <laughs> soon. Anyway, uh, yeah, we, we did a, a, a movie eight, nine years ago uh, based on like Japanese folklore, uh, mm-hmm. which has never been released oh. because oh. of disputes oh. between oh. producers. Was he in it? Yep, yep. He was the um, stunt... He was one of the stunt coordinators, and he was also a star, and, and I had a small speaking role. Oh, man. But uh, You could have been collecting residuals on that. We uh, had discussion of various folklore topics. Working oh. on it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and yeah, so uh, at the show, this guy who looked a lot like Charlie Manson, he was very, <laughs> uh, he, was, he was kind of skinny, but very uh, toned, and but he was dressed as Slave Lear. Oh, really? So if you imagine that guy with a beard. Man. There's a Charles Bronson lookalike. He's very happy. That I can't wait to see this guy. I'd be thrilled if I looked like Charles Manson and I dressed as a slave Leia. (laughs) And then um, uh, there was a, um, there was this like custom Lego figure uh, table and uh so they have like different categories. They're like superhero ones, and yeah. But they had this like horror character one. I, I put a couple of photos on my Facebook oh, okay. page. But they're awesome. They had like Sadako and Freddy Krueger and wow, you know all sorts of characters. Uh, yeah, that was quite fun. Very nice. So that's Comic Con stuff. What about recently watched? Uh, I watched uh, Annihilation. Oh. How was it? Alex Garland who did yes. Ex Machina. I didn't like it as much as Ex Machina. Uh, this is kind of like... Um, that's, a, that's a high bar, though, It's really. kind of yeah. a Lovecraftian story. Is yeah, you, you, you know, like Color Out of Space? Uh, yeah. Where there's like something comes from space and then it mutates the surrounding countryside and it's the same sort of idea. It creates this zone mm. and uh, people who go into it don't come out. And uh, so this mission goes in, including Natalie Portman, to uh, the actress, uh, yeah, there's, so there's, they're like Natalie Portman's. You, you're go, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry, <laughs> right. I made the Star Wars films. You guys never let me live that down. <laughs> so they, they have to, um, 
the the focal point of the uh, of wherever it was that landed is this lighthouse. Oh, okay. Um, which they head towards. For some reason, they go go in from the land side. Um, when oh. you get to the actual coast, is like there's not that much there. Is there's, there's oh. no barrier, so I don't know why they don't come in from the sea. They never explain that. But it's kind of like so. It's kind of like Color Out Space. It's kind of like Stalker, the Tarkovsky film. I don't know that one. Uh, it's um, uh, so that's one where the uh, there's been alien visitations, and the aliens have gone, but they've left behind debris, and uh, it comes from a this Russian novel called uh, Roadside Picnic. Okay. <laughs> You realise the aliens have just—it's just like they're garbage. indifferent, and they've just stopped by and they left behind garbage, and it's all mysterious. And but uh, yeah, it's very existential, and Fantastic. you know, it's very profound and, and stuff for the humans. But you know, the, the, the aliens are completely indifferent to it. In uh, Annihilation, I won't give it away, but it's, it's uh, there's something else going on, uh, and it's kind of like Attack of the Crab Monsters as well. There's some, oh. there's some points where it intersects with. It, it tries to be very highbrow, but it, it kind of intersects with stuff like Attack of the Crab Monsters and Prophecy, you know, the one with the, the bear in it. Uh, but it's got some beautiful images, really nice. Yeah. Like uh, there's these trees you see towards the end, which kind of remind you of like, um, you know, Yves Tanguy, the surrealist painter, does these kind of mm-hmm. mysterious kind of like underwater foliage hmm. yeah, on, a, was... on a beach. It was one of the pals of Salvador Dali. Yeah, uh, and it's got so it's got Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Leigh. She's really good. She's this kind of intense. She's obviously a really damaged person, but very strong, right, imposing figure. And Oscar Isaac's in it again. Do you um, recommend it? Yeah, it's, it's got some good looking bits. Uh, you know, I enjoyed the imagery. Um, nice. I didn't think it was didn't quite work as well as Ex Machina. No, it, it's not. It's one of those science fiction films where they have a, a good concept, but then it's reduced to being kind of working through personality problems and re- redemptions mm. instead of facing something really cosmic. Oh. Um, anyway, yeah, I mean, it's worth watching, I think. Uh, and then I saw... Um, uh, John Ford movie called uh, The Whole Town's Talking from 1935 and it stars Ed, Edward G. Robinson and Gene Arthur uh, and Edward G. Robinson is really good he he like plays this in s- several films he plays this really meek character mm-hmm. <laughs> who gets pushed around by people yeah. then in other <clears throat> films he's like this tough ass yeah. gangster yeah. and this one he's both because he's like a, he's this like meek uh, clerk in some, in some insurance office and then he, who happens to be the physical double, double of, of, a, of a crook, who everyone's after this crook, and the, the police are like really trigger happy to get him. And he's a double gangster. Yes. Uh, so, uh, so when they actually meet up, it's mostly like over the shoulder with a double and uh, and like a rear projection stuff. It's pretty well done. But there's this one brief shot where uh, suddenly one of them, one of the doubles, hands over a passport to the other one. I had to rewind it. It's like, how did they do that? You know, because they're occupying, both occupying the screen, but one's yeah. handing an object to another. You know, and how did they do that in 1935? And you, I eventually figured it out, but it's amazing. Oh, what do you think they do? Oh, uh, you, you can you can tell um, that they've got, uh, the composite is at the shoulder oh, of one of the characters. Okay. So they, and then they've got another arm. 
and then that hands over the passport yeah. to the second Edward G. Robinson. Okay. But it's really well done. Yeah. And it's just brief, and they don't make a big deal of it. And it's, it's just, wow. That's nice. Yeah, so it was really good. So, uh, and, then I, and then the rest was vampire comedies, quote-unquote. Vampire so you're comedy. Sa- you're saving Highlander for a special night. I didn't get to Highlander. <laughs> I, I thought, well, I've got all this stuff to do for the con. Right. So, uh, gotcha. got... Oh, the, by the way, the pictures you've been posting have looked great. Of the, the, of the con? Of uh, the, the heroes that you were drawing, oh, the various yeah. styles. I, I did all that for the uh, the comic that I actually published in the con. Yeah. And that's available at the merchandise uh, booth. But that has this huge line going up to it. So oh. I haven't seen it. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen the printed edition. They, you know, they didn't. Yeah, they give you one. So, well, they should send you one. They should send me one, and I should get a free pass to get in. Yeah, but no. Yes. Wow. <laughs> but oh. uh, they gave they gave me a, a, a there's this like uh, awards show tomorrow night, and they gave me a like, flashy ticket for that. Oh, okay. Nice. So, so that's good. It's real fancy, but it doesn't get you in. No, not to the the floor. <clears throat> That's ridiculous. <laughs> what about you, Will? What did you watch since we did this last? Well, let's see. I watched. Um, did I watch some old World War II bomber movies? <laughs> yes. Here's a here's a clip now. <laughs> um, what did I watch this week? Um, I can't even remember. I watched Godzilla versus Monster Zero. Oh yeah! Wow, I like that one. Yeah, that was a pretty good one because it just starts out with a little outlandish plot and aliens want to borrow Godzilla and Rodan. Yes, sure. To fight their own monster, Monster Zero. How does so monster... I won't spoil the actual? It's got, it's got Monster the, Zero. The beautiful. Um... Uh, Kumi Mitsuno mm-hmm. in it. Yes. And uh, I thought it seemed very, uh, I don't know when it came out, but. 66. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess 65. Mm. That was, I was pretty close. Yeah. Um, Might be right. Uh, anyway, I thought it was kind of progressive that the, the head of the toy company at first is a woman, you know. Mm-hmm. She ends up working for the aliens. <laughs> is an alien. Yes. Uh, but uh, anyway, I enjoyed it. It was a good, just nonsensical Godzilla, but played all straight. Nice. I, I like how the the aliens have uh, <clears throat> like you can tell that the, the males are all different actors, mm-hmm. but then the women are all exactly the same. They're all yes. Kamimitsuno, as if they like, oh, we got this one right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just keep making yeah. her. Just make her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was that was good. And then, um, what else did I watch? I didn't watch much this week. Uh, a couple vampire comedies, in quotes. <laughs> I think that was it, probably. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I watched something else, but. And you should really watch Ms. Forty Five mm. on Shutter. Okay. That's some Shutter now. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, it's it. It looks so good that I thought that they were perfectly replicating sleazy. 80s New York, and it was just actually filmed then. Mm. Yeah, in the early 80s or whenever it was, 81 or 82. But uh, yeah, it's it, that's a that's a good one. I think you'd enjoy it. Okay. It's uh, it's probably no secret that it's a rape revenge 
film mm-hmm. and uh that uh it's grimy sleazy new york wow there's a nun with a gun none with a gun and <laughs> did, she's on the run did you get around to uh, baba yaga or i didn't watch any of those we didn't watch anything this week really <clears throat> uh gene had book club and they have to read for that don't they yeah oh we did watch some terrible frankenstein movie that was on comet um that had parker posey in it what and I think it may have been a TV show because the credits at the end were from a TV show that were just like also featuring and they were like cheap video graphics. Oh. The movie itself <clears throat> didn't look terribly bad, except everybody appeared to have dirt on their face. And I couldn't tell if they were chasing it's because they were chasing. Uh, oh, what's his name? Parker Stevens. Tom Sizemore. Oh, OK. Who is a killer around. Um, I think it's ba- it may be based on the, uh, what is that guy's name? Uh, Alvin Fernandez. Low budget, uh, Stephen King, Dean Koontz. Oh, yeah. Uh, Frankenstein series, because Frankenstein is still alive, or the monster's still alive, and you so know, is Frankenstein, I don't know. There was a time... It was terrible. There was a time when you could just say everything Parker Posey was in was a really cool indie movie. And well, that's why I, well, I didn't watch it because I knew she was in it, but I turned it on. It was like, that's Parker Posey. What is this seven looking knockoff crap she's in? And I can't think of the guy's name huh. who's with her. Um, but yeah, they're running around trying to solve crimes or somebody's cutting up people. Uh, and uh yeah she has been in some crap yeah it was uh (laughs) definite crap which is unfortunate because you know there was a point in time where you could just say wow that woman is just doing it her own way Mm. and it just seemed like the system doesn't care it doesn't it just and it crushed her it chewed her up and spat her out yeah poor parker i know um yeah i think that's it i didn't watch much I watched a couple episodes of Archer, but other than that, just a couple of quote-unquote vampire comedies. <laughs> uh, very busy week for me, which um, is hopefully going to... There, there's going to be a little bit of a breather before the next trade show stuff I have to do. But uh, I did watch Dracula Dead and Loving It mm. and Rockula. Oh. Yeah. I've not seen that one. Rockula. Well... That came up when I punched in vampire comedies. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, Part of it made me want to die. (laughs) Several parts did. Um, That one, and I guess I'll start it off since I'm already talking about it. But uh, that one, uh, let me see. How is Rockula? Um, Break it down. Okay. Basically, the premise of Rockula is that there's this young man who's probably actually several hundred years old. And his hot mom, which is played by Tony Basil. And uh, I had to f- try and figure out, was the love interest Tony Basil or was it the mom? And it just like after a couple of mannerisms and expressions, I realized, oh, it's the mom. Um, they look close to about the same age because they're, you know, they're vampires. They're, they're immortal. Um, so the son has to do this thing every X number of years where this where this girl becomes aware uh, or she's reincarnated or whatever. And, and, uh, 
and she becomes aware of him and he's supposed to try to win her over and then get her to understand that she's a vampire before some uh, pirate with a rhinestone peg leg comes along and screws it all up and she has to go back through the whole cycle again. I don't know if he kills her or what the deal is, but uh, Thomas Dolby is in this thing and he's sort of a villain but it's Thomas Dolby, so he's kind of likable and kind of funny. So you, you're like, he's not very villainous. He's about as villainous as uh, the guy in uh, Real Genius that um, Ed Begley Jr. played. Mm. Chet, mm. Chet or Chuck or whatever his name was. I think it was Chuck. Anyway, uh, the one that wasn't Val Kilmer. Anyway, so this movie, um, I would suspect it was shot on video, but I don't actually think it was. Because there's a weird blurry quality that usually shot on video has and i think this might have actually been shot on film but if i can see who was the uh let's see bo diddley was in it for some weird reason i don't know if he lost a bet or owed somebody some money but (laughs) he's like in the house band at some nightclub where rocky look so the young guy really over over all of these centuries of being alive has has had a lot of piano lessons and harpsichord and who knows what else. Uh, so he's become quite an accomplished musician. And then he realizes that uh, this this girl, and it's going to be the same girl again, uh, is into music this time around. And, and he's like, well, uh, I have a band. And he pretends he has a band, so he puts one together. And he's actually quite good, quote unquote good. Um, let's see. Um, uh, what's the kid's name? Uh, Dean Cameron is the actor. He plays Ralphie Lavi, and uh, Tony Basil plays Phoebe Lavi, the mom. And uh, Thomas Dolby is Stanley, the villain. Lavi. Uh, Stanley Lavi, the villain. La villain. Um, the director of photography was Jason Schwartzman, or John. I'm sorry, John Schwartzman. Later, the DP on Seabiscuit and Saving Mr. Banks. So that happened. Um. Uh. Let's see. I'll, I'll break the plot down in a little more detail here because oh, I have. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> the, okay, the girl was reincarnated, killed on Halloween by a rhinestone peg leg pirate, uh, wielding a giant ham bone. What the hell, right? Ham bone. So kind of biblical. A lot of a lot of drug use in the writer's room. I'm guessing. Um, Rockula's first gig is a is a success and. Uh, you know, blah, 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 a bunch of stuff happens. He wins over the girl, and then he does the closing number dressed as Elvis. Because that makes sense. And they cryogenically freeze Thomas Dolby. Huh. So that's good. So pretty much uh, the vampire Lassat with the peg leg pirate? Yeah, pretty much. All right. Yeah. Um, it's not unbearable. Probably the worst visual thing is when Ralphie turns into a, a proper vampire there's two terrible things uh he becomes this <laughs> wait there's three st- only two <laughs> there are several to be fair uh he number tur- one rockula the name <laughs> yeah number two <laughs> the inexplicable appearance of bo diddley <laughs> who does shred on his cigar box guitar at one point in time um number three <laughs> he turns into a bat that is wearing striped boxer shorts and it's just a crappy, stubby little puppet. Not a real bat? No. God 
damn it. <laughs> Kubrick would have put a real bat in there with some real boxer shorts on it. And he would have terrorized Tony Basil with it. Uh-huh. Over and over for 125 takes. <laughs> yeah. And then he would have... He would and have then had... he would have put film in the camera and done it for 100 more. And then he would have had uh, Rockula hit uh, Bo Diddley with an axe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 76 times. Figuratively an axe, you know, not a yeah. literal axe, but, you know, a guitar. Uh, so, uh, the crappy bat puppet, not good. Um, uh, the other thing was the kid has a reflection. He's, he's a vampire. He shouldn't have a reflection, but he does. And it's his, a smart ass version of himself. That's always taunting him and, you know, reeling him with self doubt and is always up to something really cool that he's not doing. So... The thing is, the vampire movies, there's a lot of lore and regional variations to them. Mm -hmm. You know, even in the original folklore stories. Sure. So, yeah, you know, when you say, oh, vampires can't come out in the day or vampires don't have reflections. Well, yeah, in some versions. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, in fact, both my movies (laughs) broke those rules. I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's not much... Uh, time devoted to folklore research on this one, one way or the other. I think what they I knew... Don't, I don't recall uh, Bats wearing pajamas in the original novel. No? Dracula. Um, I think some versions, Did they Dracula wear... may have that. May have the boxer shorts. Yeah, may have the boxer shorts. But bat. otherwise they wear briefs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it Victorian times. Bats and tidy whities <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's the name of your autobiography, isn't it? Bats and tidy whities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that that's going to just be a place where I could say, if you're really high, this might do, do it for you. Do something else. <laughs> Watch something actually funny. Like some Monty Python stuff. Get higher. I mean, get higher and watch Life of Brian. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sounds better than Rockula. Yeah. I couldn't make myself watch it. More like Succula. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well. Yeah, it kind of fits. So strong yep. recommend. Uh, yeah. There's probably a porno movie called Succula. Yeah. Yeah. Or Count Succula. It's definitely Spermula. <laughs> Spermula. I've, Ed- I've Edward seen, Penis uh, Hands. I've seen Defula, which isn't porno, but it is a novelty. You know, obviously a horror movie made for the deaf. Oh, okay. But, um. No, it's not very good. No. Um, the sound added on that movie is terrible. <laughs> Just a lot of hissing. <laughs> Which is a lot of what uh, the original 1931 Dracula sounds like. Ooh, yeah. A lot of loud hissing. It sounds yeah, like a that, waterfall. Well, it used to be nearly it unintelligible. Was, it yeah. was unwatchable yeah. before DVD, probably. Mm. I know I've tried watching on VHS and sometimes on TV and it was yeah. the whole time. Yeah. I can't understand what people are saying. They just recorded a waterfall and that yeah. was the, 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 uh, the rest of the Universal Monsters should be out on Blu-ray later this year. Oh, nice. So they're doing the Creature from the Black Lagoon set and uh, Invisible Man set. So it's all going to be Blu-ray like they did... Yep. The legacy collection for um, yeah, DVD. And then, and then and then you can also get all of them in in a box set if you want to splash on that. Does it come in a coffin? There was one that was DVD. Or maybe a planet. <laughs> like the planet Earth that yeah. rotates. 
the uh, little plane that goes around it. Right, right. Oh, man. No, I'd even buy that one. They did do the coffin-shaped set, all joking aside. I've got a coffin-shaped set of the uh, Blind Dead series. I have a coffin-shaped set of the Misfits oh, yeah. up there by Andy's sculpture. So um, that that's my first one. Who wants to go next? Uh, I'll, well, I don't know. I'll go. Okay. I watched, first night I watched, uh, I Married a Vampire. Oh, lordy. Which is a trauma picture, although mm-hmm. not trauma in the usual sense. It was the, more like they just picked up somebody's video that somebody made. Stickered over it. And, uh, yeah, threw some titles on it. Yep. Um, basically, and I, now I can't remember the director. Uh j something hmm. but uh it's like a travelogue of uh of uh 1983 new york and they just <laughs> film the actress moving there uh her name is viola and uh she moves to new york uh after saving up three thousand dollars is promptly taken <laughs> advantage of of by everybody she comes across wow um the movie starts with her parents showing up and her protesting that they they want to know who she's married and she stands up in the restaurant says you want to know who i marry i married a vampire (laughs) and then she drives them somewhere uh near the river something i don't know and threatens to drive the car into the water. And they have a big fight. And it's all filmed on video, very cheaply. Um, and then she goes, okay, I'll start from the beginning. And she basically tells her story. The whole movie, which is only 90 minutes long, feels like about six hours. Um, wow. Of her being taken advantage of by everybody. From like the upstairs neighbor, the landlord the she meets a cult and they take advantage of her um and then she meets a vampire and they get married and uh she uses him to exact revenge on everybody well, who wronged her. her yeah it was good well, all right i will say even though it was slow and there were no jokes in it and very little vampire vampirism mm-hmm. uh i enjoyed this film <laughs> because it cost about $25 to make. It was uh-huh. shot on video. and had a real feel of, of early 80s New York. Because uh, I'm sure they just shot... Without with, permits? Without permits. In one shot, they walk by a cop while they're doing the street scene. And they go pretty quick past him. So I don't think they were... You know, and they don't, they focus on some people and you just see this cop kind of a quick shot like they kept going like just just keep walking and uh, they film a band the del fuegos i don't know who they are really and uh i actually remember them they're kind of a punk band Uh sort of punkish um it sounds like they recorded it with the the microphone on the video camera Mm -hmm. and it's so blown out you you feel like you're you've been in the club all night and you're Mm -hmm. deaf and you're like this band sounds good i don't really know um there's a lot of that in here it was uh 
it's like all the guitar wolf albums yeah it's all blown out (laughs) it's all just like the shittiest equipment cranked way too high right and uh anyway i enjoyed the film i don't know that i could recommend it to anyone certainly not if you're looking for something with comedy in it or a lot of vampires that's the funny thing about vampire comedies. They could all stand They're to be a little funny. funnier. <laughs> but I, that sounds interesting. I, it's on Shudder. Okay. I had to dig deep. I put in vampire comedies and I dug deep. I Married a Vampire. I Married a Vampire. It says 1987, but it was made in 1983. Okay. And then Troma picked it up, I guess, because it didn't have any real over-the-top Troma-y mm-hmm effects that once i see the trauma sign i'm like oh i don't know if i want to watch this (laughs) because usually they're just it's a good idea maybe it'd be a funny skit but stretched out for an hour and a half is too much it's kind of like you don't have to define hipster Mm -hmm. but you know what one is yeah if somebody goes yeah this this hipster working at this place this was much more of a, a guy with a video camera and a kind of a script decided to make a movie and uh, I don't know and not a bad movie just a movie you know yeah you can't define trauma or trauma-esque but you know it when you see it 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 didn't have the whiff of that on it though no not really I mean it starts and it's like ooh I think this is gonna be bad and I'm not gonna say this is good it's got some really rough acting that are just above line reads yeah um but I think if you're a fan of really low-budget, independent films that, you know, are kind of different, you know... Yeah, and if it, but if you've got a nice scuzzy locale to it, it's Yeah, you've got a nice scuzzy locale. You've got characters, like, they're sort of compelling because she's such a Pollyanna Macintosh. McIntyre? <laughs> Macintosh. McIntosh. <clears throat> Side note, Gene and I have been making fun of her name and every time it has to be a p name a woman's name that starts with a p and then a mech something uh-huh and so you know penelope priscilla it's getting pretty hard now because <laughs> yeah we're running out of p's phoebe like what other p names are there phyllis yeah <laughs> patricia patricia yeah i think we've used patricia wow. uh but anyway yeah if you know if you uh can stand watching something that's shot on video and you're not real big on a vampire or a comedy in a vampire comedy you know check it out it's uh i I felt the the characters were compelling enough because she's yeah she's such a pollyanna and like people just the girl upstairs move like comes over like she's in town basically two days and burns through her three thousand dollars and worse uh, happens, you know. And, and if you had to, if you had to adjust that for New York today, what would that have to be? Like fifteen thousand? Easily. Yeah, I don't think you can move there. Not on three thousand. No. Not on three thousand. You can't move no. across town in Denver for three thousand. No. Yeah. I know. And New she York... rents a place for four hundred a month. Wow. That is a real dump located above a bar. Well, at least she got the no bar. Water. And, uh, yeah, it's located above a bar, plays huh. loud, crappy music all the time. Wow. <laughs> so. So, yeah. 
a recommend if you're into that sort of thing. Julian, what about you? Uh, well, I went through uh, vampire comedies that are in my collection. um so uh i started out with the the ones that are part of portmanteau movies and because the first one i thought of was um midnight mess from vault of horror okay 1973 uh directed by roy ward baker and uh almost all the stories from vault of horror are not from the vault of horror (laughs) comic series oh yeah mostly from terrors in the crypt but anyway uh, so this is the one about this, this guy who uh, he goes to this small town. Uh, I don't know. Can we spoil these? Yeah, sure. Spoil All away. right. So this is Vault of Horror. Um, so uh, it came the, out in nineteen seventy three. Get with yeah, it, people. The the, uh, uh, the guys played by uh, Daniel Massey and his sisters played by Anna Massey. Okay. Um, so, and they are actually real life siblings. But anyway, um, he and lovers. He knows that first. they've come into an inheritance, and uh, the the he's hired a detective to track down his sister. He kills the detective, goes to her town, knocks on the door. She's not in. Wants to kill some time. There's a restaurant that's open. Uh, he goes there, and the restaurant staff tell him, "Oh, we're closing down. You don't want to be out after dark." And he says, "This is ridiculous. It's a restaurant." They say, "Get out of here." So. Goes back, and, his, and by this time his sister's come home. He goes in and uh, murders her. Okay. So, but he's the sole inheritor. Oh, okay. So he's he's all happy, but you know now he's in this small town outside of London, and uh, he he's got to spend the night. Uh, so he's got he goes back to the restaurant, which now looks like it's open, and there's people in it, and. Uh, but in the meantime, the uh, mirrors have all been curtained Cover. over, and then he starts. They start giving him the the evening's meal, which uh, starts off with juice, followed by this very thick red soup, mm. and he's like, "This is weird," and he doesn't really want to eat it. And then uh, the the everyone else in the restaurant figures out what he is, and then his sister comes in. Oh, now, now this this one uh, you need to see it on the Blu-ray. Uh, which came out as a double bill with Towers in the Crypt. Okay. Uh, because then it's then you can see the uncut version. Because uh. like previous, the previous ones that came out, the ending of this was really mangled. They they use like still images and like. Really. Yeah, you can barely tell what's going on, but. Oh. Yeah. So too this gory. One, yeah. It, it what what they do is they um. <laughs> That is revealed right in the final shot, you know, like like just like they do in the UC comics. Okay. Uh, he's been suspended upside down. They've stuck a like a, a beer tap in his neck, oh. and they're just serving up everyone in the restaurant, and they're all everyone's standing around going, "Oh, what a fine year," you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was pretty good. I, I enjoyed that. Um, and then there's another one in uh, the House of Drip Blood from 1971, directed by Peter Duffel. And uh, the last story in that. Uh, is the cloak, uh, and the, all these stories are written by uh, Robert Bloch. This is another amicus. Okay, of psycho fame. Yes. Yeah. So uh, you know, so he he uh, am, amicus specialized in all these short story f- collection films, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so uh, he he wrote all the stories for Asylum. Oh, okay. Another one of those. Uh, so in the cloak, uh, John Pertwee uses um, like. Uh, 
uh, obnoxious, egotistical movie star who's playing a vampire in this movie, and uh, uh, Ingrid Pitt is also in it. Um, you know, she, she was in some of the uh, Hammer vampire movies. Okay. And uh, so uh, they get the cloak from a shop, and because it looks like an authentic vampire cloak, yeah. turns out it is. Oh. <laughs> uh, so that was quite entertaining. I mean, I'm John Poe. He's very hammy in this, but he's playing a very hammy character. Yeah. You know who he is, right? Uh, I don't. He's I famous. Don't think I do. He, uh, his <clears throat> most famous role is probably uh, Doctor Who. Okay. He was the third Doctor. So there's William Hartnell, Patrick Trout, and John Pertwee. So circa oh. 1970, early 70s. Okay, yeah. And then it was Tom Baker. I can't Baker. picture him, but I'm sure I and, know who. Uh, he he done some comedy films and radio in Britain in the 60s. And then uh, later in the 70s, he was he played this living scarecrow named Wurzel Gummidge. <laughs> anyway. Um, in the movies, he wasn't just like an attraction, was he? They didn't just stick him up somewhere in a cornfield. <laughs> He's the living scarecrow. Because, you know, some actors have it hard after. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you've got to get work, work where you, you can. You work where you can. Uh, so, um, yeah, those were probably the two better ones I saw. Uh, and then another British uh, vampire comedy. Uh, and then I'll then we'll go to you. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> uh, from 2009, directed by Phil Clayden. Lesbian Vampire Killers. Oh. oh. Have you heard of that one? No. There's, there's Volvo 4, by the way. Oh, I'm nice. Check that one out. Uh, Lesbian Vampire Killers. It's kind of a laddish comedy. Okay. Uh, this one's got... Uh, Paul McGann plays the, the vicar vampire hunter. And uh, James Corden, who does a talk show now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he plays the... The, uh, the, the tubby sidekick rude guy mm-hmm. uh, and uh, James Corden has said he's quite embarrassed by this film it's, good it's pretty bad he should have something like that in his past uh, and then the other the other <laughs> good person in it is Miana Buring who, who plays like uh, one of these this group of foreign female students and uh, uh, yeah she she looks really uh, cute in this she's also in The, the Descent oh yeah and uh, Doomsday and uh, Grindhouse. Oh. She's in the uh, Don't segment. Oh, don't. Okay. Don't. Uh, and it's got, it's got a couple of inventive vampire kills, but it's just not funny. Mm. It's so... I don't mind crass, uh, but this is just like... But be classy with it, at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I don't mind crass. I know. And in fact, this this project was intended as the first of the new Hammer films, but didn't it killed him yeah it did. just just like uh tom cruise's didn't get fuck mummy 2017 <laughs> fuck mummy 2017 hammers fuck mummy 2020 anyway, uh <laughs> and then the other british vampire movie uh my son the vampire which is one of a series of films about this uh transvestite comedian is that is that ray Arthur walton Lucan. uh this one's got bella lugosi in it when he was in england because he couldn't find work in America, so he was touring in England playing Dracula, and then they got him into into this movie. Is that Ray Walton? Mr. Hound? My favorite Martian? You know, I... <laughs> no. th- kind of looks like him, doesn't Arthur it? Arthur Lucan, he played this character, uh, old, old Mother Riley. Okay. Uh, in the 50s, and uh, yeah, so that's one of those. That's just another unfunny one. Okay. Uh, I no, thought it was Red Skelton. <laughs> and the other British one I was going to check out was Carry On Screaming, but they're not really vampires, they're kind of... 
ghouls. Yeah, there's like these kind of Frankensteinian monsters, and uh, Fenella Fielding plays this kind of vampirish character, and there's various like Mr. Hyde characters and stuff. It's a brilliant movie. I love it, but uh, I, don't, I don't think it qualifies. But you watched it. No, I didn't, well, that's okay because uh, okay, my second movie. Mm. Only fulfills one half of <laughs> vampire comedies. And probably not the comedy half. Nope. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about it? Go sure. Yeah, I we'll watched, just circle back around this way. Uh, Byzantium. Oh, did you like it? 2013. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. No comedy in it. Yeah. Uh, other than some funny Irish accents. <laughs> yeah, I talked Fresh about this one about six months ago. I thought you had talked about it. Yeah. I was pretty sure you had watched it. You had yeah, I've seen, seen it. it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. With, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Not funny. No. no. Um, <laughs> we looked, we punched in vampire comedies on Netflix, nothing. I got nothing, too. Nothing. Um, we punched it into Hulu, and this came up. Which we were pretty sure wasn't a comedy because it said drama. Right. Um, but my original thought was, and I probably should have gone with it, was rewatching Buffy the Vampire Sailor, mm-hmm. the actual movie. Yeah, right. yeah with um, Christy Swanson. Yeah, but I remember not liking it. And I decided life's too short to revisit <laughs> films that I wasn't too wild about the first time, you know, because I remember really being into seeing that film before it came out because it sounded like such a good concept and then you watch it and it was just not funny. Hmm. <laughs> um, so maybe I should have rewatched it. But anyway, we watched Byzantium instead. So yeah. uh, I enjoyed it. I recommend it. Um, it's a vampire that doesn't have fangs and goes out in the sunlight. So. Right. And the other movie, uh, The Vampire, uh, I Married a Vampire, The Vampire has a reflection as he explains some vampires do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll allow it. Yeah. Um, so, so my other one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I watched Dracula Dead and Loving It. With Leslie with, Nielsen. With Leslie Nielsen. Okay, I forgot to mention that uh, Dracula was 1990. Really? It was. I expected that it was maybe made in 86 or 87 and not released until 90. Uh, so... Trust what you find online at your own risk. Because I uh, want to say it was under Link- Shutter, it says something much later. Does it? Um, like, the, you know, because Shutter has that problem. Uh, they all do where they'll just put whatever year that it was acquired by, acquired some by somebody. So I want to say like Rockula said like 2013 or <laughs> 2011, something. Um, I'd be surprised if it was any... Uh, any later than 85 or 86. Yeah. Um, but Rockula um, didn't have the the uh, guns behind it that uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It did, which is a 1995 satirical comedy horror film directed by Mel Brooks starring Leslie Nielsen. Would a satirical comedy be straight? It's a, it's a satire of comedy. Therefore, it's a satire It's a double negative, oh, right? Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. So... Um, one of us always lies and one of us always tells the truth. Wow. So, uh, Satirical comedy. Leslie, That's hilarious. Leslie Nielsen, I was expecting, was just going to be like, Leslie Nielsen, like, hey, I'm just me. But he was he was basically doing Lugosi the whole mm-hmm. time. And uh, there was one part in particular that was funny uh, where 
it turns out, and I don't really want to spoil this part, but I think you'll figure it out while it's happening. That Does he uh, turn into a bat with shorts? <laughs> he, he actually turns into a bat with his own head. Oh, yes, I remember that. Yeah, that was stupid. Um, there's a part that turns out to be a dream sequence or a daymare. I, think I watched this movie, and I'm not remembering <laughs> much of this. He's out during the daylight, and he walks up to uh, all these people who are outside enjoying the sunshine, and these people are having a picnic, and they're like, would you like some wine? I never drink wine. And they're like, well, try some. He takes a sip. It's really delicious. <laughs> and then he goes, could I have a piece of your chicken? In the way he says chicken, <laughs> he's trying to do like this Romanian accent. And he's eating a chicken leg. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, the uh, Peter McNichol character, who's Renfield, uh, okay, he's playing that. Renfield. And he's doing a really good job being completely disheveled and batshit crazy. And... Uh, he comes up and uh, he's like, Master. And he's like trying to point out that there's smoke starting to come out of his jacket. And uh, he realizes that, no, he's not cured of vampirism. He can't be out during the daylight and drink wine and eat chicken. Uh, he looks like he's going to burst into flames. And then he wakes up in his coffin. It was a daymare. So that was a kind of a mm. funny bit. Um, there were a lot of people being silly. You know, some comedies, the characters just staying, you know, true to themselves and, and it just happens to be funny what they're doing or what they're saying. But this has a lot of uh, exaggerations. Scenery chewing? Uh, you could easily say a lot of them chewing the scenery. Uh, there was one bit in particular I thought was funny because of uh, um, Renfield before he becomes disheveled and crazy. He says something about... Uh, I'm coming here to meet Dracula. Or he says, I'm, I'm scheduled to meet with Dracula. And the village people, the villagers all look at him and go, Dracula? 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 Scheduled? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. Because <laughs> you all say it that way, Jolien. Yeah, the, the village people do anyway. The, the village, village people. The village do. people, yes. And then, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, this whole thing basically follows the storyline of the 1931 Dracula um, and has some bits and pieces from other recent ones like uh, the Bram Stoker's Dracula uh, because he has the... Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula soon, directed by Rob Zombie. Soon to be Rob Zombie's <laughs> Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula. Uh, oh, man. God. Why the fuck isn't Rob Zombie directing Dracula? Dracula, Dracula. All he's got to do is yeah. change the word. Yeah, Dracula movie. And it's just his wife grinding on a pole for ninety minutes, you know, and (laughs) some dudes and with you know goatees and white trash dudes, jiggly moments and boxer shorts. Yeah, yeah, bats and boxer shorts. (laughs) So there is a scene in particular where Renfield wakes up in his bed his first night that he stays at Dracula's castle, and. the two vampire women come to try to seduce him and they are rubbing their breasts against the, uh, the posts of the four poster bed. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty funny <laughs> because he's, he's being very proper and trying to, uh, trying to not give in to their wiles, but, uh, you know, they end up getting scolded by Dracula anyway. Mm-hmm. He does have that funny, uh, double bun hairdo. Yeah. Um, it's at two different points in, in yeah. the movie. And he has his shadow that's doing things other than what he would do. Right. 
and he scolds it a few t- different times. <laughs> so some of that stuff is, here's the thing about it. If you've seen Young Frankenstein or a handful of other Mel Brooks movies, this one is just, it kind of feels like it's going through the paces and it's just sort of following a formula of like, well, a Mel Brooks movie would do this here. Mm, yes. And he even appears in it as Van Helsing. And he does a pretty good job. Oh, that's right. And then it's got Steven Weber. And for our friends at Werewolf Ambulance, that's Brian from Wings. Yes. So, yeah, Steven Weber's in it. And there's one... Jack Torrance from The Bad Shining. <laughs> or if you ask Stephen King, The Good Shining. Yes. <laughs> Stephen King's Rob Zombies, Francis Ford Coppola's The Shining. Yes. Yeah. They're doing a, the Shining sequel now, aren't they? Are they? Oh, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep, yeah. yeah. So Snooze Fest. There, probably. got your headline right off the bat. <laughs> snooze. Don't even to watch it. <laughs> Just Don't call it a snooze. Fest. It. It's Snooze Fest. One star. Yeah. Save my afternoon. So uh, this one's pretty watchable and it's it's fun. I wouldn't say that you're going to be uh, your sides won't be hurting from laughing. Uh, but then again, as we said before, maybe you're really high when you're watching this, and maybe it becomes really funny in spite of the fact that it's not necessarily that funny. I live in Colorado and I don't think that's physically possible. <laughs> from what I remember of Dracula Dead and loving it, I remember a lot of it's going through the paces feeling. Yes. And I did expect more of Leslie Nielsen to just be Leslie Nielsen, but he was definitely playing Bela Lugosi as Dracula, which I appreciated. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I would say it's, it's watchable, but don't expect it to be as good as other Mel Brooks that you probably like a lot better. So it's a recommend with a warning. So well, that covers it for my viewing. I still, I still will give a chance to, uh, oh God, what was it? Transylvania six, 5,000. Mm. It's got like Jeff Goldblum or yep. somebody in it. Um, it looks, and I don't know if this is just the preview, uh, the, the trailer for it looked like it was shot on video and I can't abide by that mm. at all. No, no. Um, strangely I can handle video now, but I can't handle digital. Oh, sometimes uh, trailers for films because that was like from the eighties. Yeah, yeah, that was from so, the early eighties. It may be I mean, shot. Trailers from... that are often not preserved well, so you the trailers are often. They may have taken it from a video. Yeah, or is it really? I watched some movie on uh, uh, Shutter that I'm pretty sure was taken from a videotape. Oh yeah, because it looked like it was shot on video, unlike. I Married a Vampire, which I'm pretty sure was shot on video. But something we watched was like, okay, there's no film copy of this mm-hmm. available. So they took it straight from the video. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So there was even some video effect in there, like where the line went up the screen, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, see that. Yeah. That'll happen. Oh. So Glad that's no longer. So a couple of them that were that that one was not easy to find. Uh, Transylvania six five thousand wasn't available to me anywhere on any platform I already had. Uh, probably could have found an illegal stream of it if I had tried. Um, maybe. Maybe. Uh, It'd be interesting to find that. What was the Brooklyn Vampire one? Was it just called a, a Bro- Vampire in Brooklyn? A, a Vampire in Brooklyn. I, I couldn't find that one. Uh, oh, that one's on um... Amazon. 
on Shutter, I believe. Oh, is on it? Amazon. Yeah, it's on one of those. It may not be available to watch. You may have to have another service oh, okay. through Amazon. But I'm pretty sure it came up through there. Because it was on one of them, and I was like, mm, no, I remember watching that, much like the Buffy discussion. Like, why am I going to rewatch something that I remember not being pleased with the first time? Not that you can't reassess movies later and get something new out of it, but. And then, what about A Vampire's Kiss? Isn't that um, Nicolas Cage? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. How about the one with Jim Carrey? Yeah, is that Love at First Bite? That's or the that's the other one I was trying to Once think of. Once Bitten. Once Bitten. Is that it? Love at First Bite or Once Bitten? Once one, Bitten. One or the other. So uh, those are ones I looked for and was not able to find. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I was able to find someone that were like rent it or buy it, and I'm like, no. Yeah, I'm not paying money. For I'm that. paying for too many services here. I'm not going to rent another damn yeah. thing. Yeah, we were happy we found some movie, and it's like, rent some other service. No, it's like never I'm, mind. It's like, I'm trying to watch Jaws 3. Why is that not free anywhere? Yeah. It's Jaws I'm not, I'm not exactly. saying it isn't, but that's just an a absurd example of this kind of shit. Yeah. Jaws 4 isn't free. It's not pushed on every platform. You could buy it for twelve ninety nine or rent it for seven ninety nine. No. Fuck no. off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to pay for Jaws 4 ever in my life. No. You you're gonna rent Jaws four for full price, or the kid gets it. I don't know, fucking shit, the kid. Gets kid. It. You can replace kids. Yeah, make another one. So. Ooh, are you gonna feed him to a shark? <laughs> hey, we all end up going out one way or another. So, uh, any other? Uh... Yeah, so I continue my troll. Yeah. Uh, so um, uh, I stayed away from the Chinese ones, the Hong Kong. Known as the Hopping Vampire movies. Okay. So, uh, have you, are you no, familiar with Is this like wire work hopping? Well, these are based on this, uh, this Qing Dynasty folklore about uh, Jiangxi, which means stiff corpse. Oh. And uh, in the original tales, these are uh, corpses and a Taoist master specialist escorts the corpses from the place of death back to the hometown okay so he will lead them through the country and uh because they're stiff they have to move in a kind of jumping move- movement okay and uh and some explanations will say it's because uh their yin and the earth is yang and they're repelled by it uh-huh. but anyway the general thing is like they're stiff and they're, they're basically there's just corpses that he controls like puppets and and he, he gets a group of them and he like ferries them out to their to their hometown and has them buried properly. Wow. So uh, there's there's been movies about them since the 30s and they're not really vampires. So I stayed away from them. And the other reason is there's lots of them, mm. um, especially in the 80s. Uh, Summer Hung did this movie called uh, Encounters of the Spooky Kind, which is good. Uh, you know, Summer Hung. Yeah, uh, and then there's the Mr. Vampire series in '85, which like spawned like uh, four sequels. Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Miss. Uh, so Ms. and Vampire there's a Esquire. There's a whole bunch of these comedy hopping vampire movies, and sometimes they do cross over with actual vampirism. There's like characters will turn up in Dracula cloaks, and there, and then there's like uh, Jiangxi that can uh, spread their curse 
hmm. turn other people with a bite. Okay. So there is some crossover after a while because there were so many of them and they were just like doing every variation you can. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's like ones about kid Jiangxi and uh, and some of them are just so awful. I mean, some Ho- Hong Kong comedies can just be nigh unwatchably um, bad. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, but, but you know, the, like uh, uh, the early Mr. Vampire entries and Encounters of the Spooky Kind, I'd, I'd watch again. Anyway, um, the other one I watched was uh, Phyllis Vampire Hunters. Oh. Roman Polanski. Yeah, that one was on uh, one of the services. Was and it? Again, I'd seen that one. and Yeah, so he, he co-scripted it and directed it and he stars in it. Yeah. Like the bumbling assistant to the vampire hunter. Mm-hmm. And it looks really good, but it's so unfunny. Yes. Uh, but it's got Sharon Tate in it. Yeah, I first watched this because uh, I was a kid and I was hoping there'd be boobs in it. <laughs> Not really. Because <laughs> somebody wouldn't let us rent it, I think. And they yeah. were like, no, you can't watch this movie. So Sharon Tate takes two or three baths in the course of the movie. She that's, does take a couple baths, yeah. but there's nothing really yeah, seen. Yeah, it's like really and foamy. It, <laughs> and it was kind of dull. And then I watched it again in college. And yeah, I just found it dull and just right. kind of like, this is not funny or yeah. anything. It's got a good soundtrack. It, it has a good soundtrack. It looked good, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, we watched it because, you know, Sharon Tate was in it. So. Yeah. But have you seen this one? Not yet. But I think it's, it's on it, Shudder. Yeah. It's, is it? Okay. I think it's Shudder. Uh, it's on my list of to watch, even though I've been cautioned that it's not very good. Vampire comedy. They're Orange. not very good. <laughs> so what's the best vampire comedy? Fright Night. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a pretty yeah. good vampire. Uh, I like uh, uh, Adam Costellini, Frankenstein. Yeah, okay. Yeah. God, there's got As you pointed out, the only... vampire comedy, but there's Dracula. <laughs> oh, there is comedy. Shadows? Yeah, that's a really good one, actually. Yeah. Um, You pointed out that that was the only second time that Lugosi... The only other time mm-hmm. Lugosi played Dracula yep. on the big screen. Right. I mean, he played other characters that were clearly supposed to be Dracula. Yes. But by name, that was the only other one. So, uh, yeah, I would say Fright Night would be uh, of older vintage uh, vampire comedies that I really like. And What We Do in the Shadows, which I can't wait till. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I can't wait till Werewolves comes out. Yeah, <laughs> there's got to be more vampire comedies that yeah are funny. Yeah, there's got to be. Listeners, yeah. tell us about them. You tell guys, us. what are there? You you never you I've never scold us or correct we've, we've us. We've mentioned a lot of them. Like um, there's also Vamp and. Oh yeah, Vamp was good. Well, it was but good I when I watched it. I don't know what it's like I, now if I watch it. I can't remember any good ones offhand. That that yeah. might that might go all Highlander on me the way Highlander went on Will. Highlander went on. Damn it. Damn Highlander. It's going to go all Highlander on your ass. So, any ideas for next time? Be no good anymore. (laughs) Like, Uh, I don't know. What should we? Is there anything new? Um, out? Well, we could talk about the Halloween trailer, but other than that, uh, yeah, I would say it's probably getting close to time where A Quiet Place will be coming out on. DVD or digital rental? Yeah. Uh, 
I should have the Strangers sequel. Oh, yeah. Why don't we see which one's available, if either of them are, before next show, and then maybe we could talk about one of those. What yeah. is the Strangers one? Uh, there's a film called Strangers. It's like a home invasion. Home invasion. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Masked. But they have a nutters. They have a sequel because yep. I think there's a sequel on Netflix this year. already. I think that one's right. up on Netflix now. Okay, then. we could watch that. The Stranger sequel. Yeah. Hey, if it's available, we'll watch it. Yeah. Sure. Sounds like a good place to call it a show. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap. The, it yeah, up. the AC is wearing off in our little studio. Yes. All right, listeners. Thank you for listening. Stay off the the moors. moors.